What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Quackin' PDX, the number one sports podcast for Oregonian sports fanatics. Today, I'm here with my good friend and longtime Oregon Duck fan, Warner Brown. What's up, Warner? Oh, man. You know, just just, just living, man. Yeah, living life, watching living football. Life. Facts. Yeah. Warner and I have been rooting for Oregon and following their games very closely all season. And we went to the final Pac-12 Civil War together. Mm. So, the things I want to get into today. First up, this is the final podcast I'm making on this season. So, giving a recap of this great duck season that took place, all the great games that happened but also the bad ones. Um, talk about Bo Nix, all that he was able to accomplish. Um, and then we'll talk about our experience at that final Civil War and also the future of Oregon heading into the Civil War. So I made a couple of podcasts earlier in the year about specific Oregon games, but I was not able to make a podcast about each game. So I want to talk about all of them now. Oregon went 11-2 and this year, um, as well as a conference championship appearance. Man, I mean, what games stand out to you the most, Warner, of this season? Let's look at the, uh, let's pull up the old schedule here. Super cracking. Of course. Um, so off the top of my head, Sadly, both the Washington games come to mind, you know. They were they were winnable games, but, you know, we just unfortunately cannot, cannot get anything going, especially in the, the uh, Pac-12 championship. It was, it was a tough, tough watch. But I'd say one of my favorite games to watch was probably uh, us shutting up all the Colorado fans, proving that their team was not it. No, definitely. That one comes to mind for me the most. Yeah, I was uh, unable to watch the Colorado game uh, live. and so, um, But when I found out the score, I was so excited. I remember all those Colorado fans were glazing Coach Prime and glazing Colorado and Oregon just humbled him. It was mm. like 42-6, to six, and I mean, it was just a straight whooping. So that game comes to mind. And... Second um, one for me. Second one for me was at Utah, um, college game day. A couple of people of uh, the game day folks picked Utah to win that game, and uh, Oregon shut them out too. Knicks indeed. played. Knicks played great in that one, and no, there were a lot of great moments from Oregon this year. They, they just they looked like a really good team. I thought I thought they could go all the way, but. We couldn't get over Washington. Uh, the in the first one in Seattle, it was it was easy to understand. You know, the aftermath of that game, Washington played perfectly, and Oregon made a few mistakes. We weren't able to convert fourth downs. Um, we weren't able to stop the run, and so going into the game last weekend, you knew what Oregon had to do, and they just weren't able to do any of the keys to success. They weren't able to stop the run. They 
were the less physical team for the first time in any of their games all year. Oregon was the less physical team. And they got off to a slow start offensively, and they weren't able to overcome that. So, you have anything to add on the – any other Oregon games that stood out to you? Um, Arizona State, I loved watching my team go, go ham on Arizona State. Uh, and then just lastly, the Civil War. I, I think that was easily game of the year, you know. It it definitely was. You know, being able to whoop them the way we did after what happened last year, um, being able, me personally, to uh, shut up all my friends that are Beaver fans, that one felt really good. Mm. Yeah, none. So next I want to talk about players. Uh, Oregon had a bunch of record-breaking players this season, including quarterback Bo Nix, who set the record for uh, starts in a college football career with 60 starts. Um, And also, Bo Nix ended up being in the third place for Heisman voting. He was a Heisman finalist, made the trip to New York. And I think if Oregon had been able to win the Pac-12 championship, beaten Washington, gone to the playoffs. The Heisman, the Heisman was Bo Nix. Um, I think he was a better clutcher quarterback down the line this season and able to win most of the big games. But then once we lost to Washington, then the Heisman went to Jaden Daniels. And, you know, congrats to Jaden Daniels. He had an incredible season as well. But um, I thought for a while there, I thought Bo Nix was going to get it. Um. Troy Franklin, man, what was it like watching that guy all year, huh? Troy Franklin, big dog. Love him. Man, he set the Oregon records for receiving touchdowns in a season, receiving touchdowns in a career, receiving yards in a season, receptions Mm. in a season, receptions Mm. in a career, I think. I mean, this guy was solidified himself, I think, as the best Oregon receiver of all time. Phenomenal. we took him for granted a little bit, but that guy was just so amazing. Yards after the catch, just uh, being so much faster than all the defenders. It was it was really impressive to see what he was doing all year. And uh, Tez Johnson on the other side, they were such a fun duo to watch all year. Um, for the, just the second time ever, Oregon had two wide receivers that passed the 1,000-yard receiving mark, which was just – it was really cool. The offense was so electric, so high-powered. Um, the next, per- next player I want to shout out is the big dog himself, Jackson Powers Johnson, winning the Remington Trophy for best center in college football. Mm. This, w- this was a big one. Our o- O-line, I think, was maybe the best in college football this year. Didn't they have, like, the least amount of – quarterback pressures and sacks allowed in the season. I mean, it was, they were I'm definitely sure, but they, they were definitely to. really good. And uh, last season, last season, Oregon's O-line was incredible. And they had Alex Forsyth went to the draft. He was our amazing center last year. And you thought, you know, they're definitely going to decline a little bit. And Powers Johnson took over and was just as good, if not better this year, which was he was a really key piece to keeping Bo Nix safe and keeping Bo Nix healthy and allowing, uh, allowing this team to function. 
Mm. Um, Bucky Irving, a thousand yards on the ground this year. He was truly a special running back for Oregon. And whether he comes back or goes to the draft, which I think he's going to go to the draft. What do you think? I mean, I don't see why not. Dude's a nasty. I would go if I was him. Dude is nasty. Yeah, he will. He will be missed as well at Oregon, and he was definitely a great transfer that Lanning brought in, and um, really fun to watch. Um. So yeah, let's get into that final Civil War a little bit more. Mm. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Warner got me tickets, and we all went with a couple of other people, and it was, man, it, I'd never been to a Civil War game before. I'd been to lots of Duck games, but I'd never been to the big rivalry one. So, I mean, it was it was a, ver- a very unique experience, uh, a lot of booing. Huh. The, the, the Duck, man, he flew down from the, the sky. He, like, came in on a rope before the game started. It was... It was glorious. It was like a, a little masterpiece that you practiced. It looked really scary. I mean, he was way up there. He like ziplined halfway across the stadium, and then he stopped, and then he like rappelled down on a rope, landed on the turf. It was it was very interesting. And yeah, definitely an interesting way to start the uh, start off the uh, festivities. <laughs> yeah. No. Of course, we know Oregon went on to win that game 31-7. to huh. And it was a great win for Oregon to win the final Pac-12 Civil War to, yeah, have, like, infinite bragging rights. Nice. There. I mean, it, it, was, it was sweet. Oregon was the better team. We were the more physical team. Um, all-star running back Damian Martinez for Oregon State was held to 38 rushing yards. And Bo Nix and Troy Franklin were hooking up, and it was it was just that was a great game by Oregon, all around. So, and then of course we lost the Pac-12 championship, and um, <coughs> we're we're scheduled now to play Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's kind of a shame, you know. I think we should get a, a bigger matchup. Um, I think it's a little a little messed up to throw number twenty three Liberty at us. But no, I, mean, I do I too. Think it's a it's a it's a great way to go out, you know, on top. But still Liberty Liberty is a small little school, a group of five school that had a successful undefeated season, <laughs> and I'm sure they're. I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards Liberty at all, and um, but Oregon's a really good football team, and if they had just been a little bit better and more focused than Washington, Oregon would be a national championship contender as mm. we record this podcast. So uh, all the great players that we have, I do, I feel bad for Liberty that they're going to have to play their bowl game against us. Um, mm. Would have loved to see them get scheduled against a easier team like Florida State, you know, some team they could compete with. But Bo Nix will be starting in his final college game ever, and that'll be fun to see him go out with a bang. I'm I'm hoping the rest of our players start as well. I'm just I'm trying to see this team one more time. This was a very special team, a very special duck season. Mm. And I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm gonna miss him. And 
yeah, that game, that bowl game will be on January 1st. Uh, I'm not sure what time it starts, but that'll definitely be one. 1 p.m. At 1 p.m. That'll be one to tune into. But I want to talk about next year already. Mm. And the team that Dan Lanning is putting together to go in and face the Big Ten for the first time. We have a, a really, really exciting recruiting class. Um, full of a recruiting class full of defensive stars. You know, Dan Lanning's done really well. We have a bunch of D linemen and linebackers and rushers. Uh, and then we have the big names Aiden Breland, five star defensive lineman, and Elijah Rushing, five star edge rush. And this recruiting class was only missing one piece, you know, and that was a quarterback. Uh, Michael Van Buren decommitted a couple weeks ago. and But we were missing a quarterback. And you, as we know, Bo Nix, this is his final year. He's going to go He's going to go to the NFL. So I was, mm. I was hoping that maybe we would recruit a quarterback, but that did not happen. So in the transfer portal, we went out and got one. Dylan Gabriel. A Hawaiian, just like Marcus Mariota himself, Dylan Gabriel, mm. will be wearing number eight next season. What are your initial thoughts on that get for Oregon? I am I am so hyped for uh, for Dylan Gabriel. You know, I think it's a great pickup for for the Ducks. I've watched, uh, you know, bunch of Dylan Gabriel film, and I think he's just an excellent an excellent quarterback. Makes great decisions. You know, you see what he does at Oklahoma, and it's like you know, wow. Can't yeah, and Oklahoma, Oklahoma wasn't even that like star powered. He was definitely their best player, and yeah, he's a great, uh, great p- throwing passing quarterback. But also, he was great on the ground last season. He had twelve rushing touchdowns. So for him to come into the Oregon scheme <laughs> with how good like his supporting cast is going to be next year, and how good uh, Dan Lanning's SEC style defense is going to be next year. It's really exciting. Um, would you have rather had Cam Ward or Dylan Gabriel? You know, that's a tough one. I like Cam Ward, but I just, you know, I'm not 100% sure on how he'd fit. You know, obviously, you know, you don't really see everything because he played at a school like Washington State. So exactly. You don't, you don't see if, you know, how good he really is. But, you know, with a player like Dylan Gabriel, you see how good he actually is. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good with Dylan Gabriel, man. No, I, I certainly am too. Dylan Gabriel proved that he was a great decision maker. And Bo Nix this season set the record for uh, starts ever in a college career with 60. And if Dylan Gabriel starts every game next season, he will break that record. Mm. So uh, Oregon goes from experienced quarterback to experienced quarterback, which I think is what we need as we make that transition from the Pac-12 into the Big Ten. Dan Lanning's going after other transfers, uh, specifically on the defensive side. What do you think are our odds to get that guy? What's his name, Walker? Oh, you mean um, the dude from uh, Texas from A&M? A&M. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. You know, everybody's, everybody's a lot different. But I think that, you know, I really think that he would come to Oregon 
No. I think we're a, a great contending team. I think he can see that. And I think, you know, he comes there. I think we can easily go out and make a make a name for ourselves in the Big Ten. I, I agree with that, too. I think why not? Like, why would any player not want to play at Oregon next year? Mm. I mean, the the uniforms, but the team that Dan Lanning is building is so exciting. And now that they're going to be in the Big Ten, I mean, there's no – there's no lack of appeal. They'll play the big dogs like Ohio State, play at the big house Oregon is next year. So um, Oregon is as premier a program as I think there is in the nation, which it's really it's really exciting to see what Dan Lanning has done. What are the games that you're looking forward to most next season? Well, I am looking forward to see here. I'm obviously looking forward to Ohio State. I think that's going to be great. Um, Michigan, that's definitely going to be a, a a game that I'm going to be tuning into. And then I'd say every Oregon fan is going to want to see what Oregon can do rivalry week against Washington Huskies at home. Oh, absolutely. I, I, think, I think we can finally do it again, you know, finally beat them. Yeah, so far – Dan Lanning is 0-3 against Washington in his Oregon head coaching career. Washington got the best of us at home last year, and then we lost at Washington this year, and we lost to them a second time in the Pac-12 championship. It was a heartbreaking loss, but they just proved they were the better team. Um, yeah, that'll definitely be an interesting one. Michael Penix, who finished second, in Heisman voting, will also be headed to the NFL draft. And I think Washington's draft class is not nearly as good as ours. Um, I think they're they're in in the bottom tier of draft classes in the Big Ten, maybe one of the worst ones. So yeah. we'll see what they can do. They're definitely not the recruiters that Oregon has been. But, you know, if Washington wins the national championship, you know, or makes a national championship game, uh, will transfers want to come play? I mean, I don't see why not. You know, Kalen DeBoer is a proven good head coach. So I'm I'm also very excited for that rivalry. Yeah, and then do we play either of the L.A. schools? I think we play UCLA next year. We play UCLA. We do not play USC, though. We, we play at Wisconsin. That'll be a big game. But I think – Next year, Oregon plays – they play 13 regular season games because we go at Hawaii week one, which gives us an extra game. And with Ohio State in Autzen, um, against Michigan at the Big House, and against Washington, um, I think we can win two of those games. Um, my prediction for next year's regular season is once again 11-2. and two. Um, it could be better. It could be worse than that. All right. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Oregon play in the Big Ten. One last thing about next year's schedule. The Civil War has officially been rescheduled for the 2024 season. Um, have, have you seen that? I thought it was the 2025 season. I may be wrong. 20, 24 and 25. Mm. So uh, they will be playing next year. It took a couple of other schools to work with us. 
Um, we canceled the Texas Tech at home game, or at least postponed it. And then we changed from going to Boise State to playing Boise State at home. And then we will, the Ducks will head to Corvallis next season for the the in-state rivalry game, which I don't know about you, but I feel like this rivalry is not going to be in the same in the future as Oregon State's like they've lost both their quarterbacks in the transfer portal, a bunch of their players, their head coach. They don't have a conference next year. I just, I don't see how they're going to not just fall off the planet as a football program. I agree. Which is, which is sad to see, but I'm still excited that we have the opportunity for that game to be played. That's been a staple of Oregon sports for over a hundred years now. So I'm very glad that'll happen, man. It's, it's been a great Oregon season, man. Indeed it has. It's, just, it's been, it's been a special one to watch. <laughs> Saturdays have been pretty much really, really great days because Oregon keeps getting dubs. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to our bowl game. I hope everyone is able to tune into that, and I hope we're all nice to the Liberty fans mm. after that after that game. So, Warner, unless you have anything else to add, I think I'm gonna wrap it up here. Um, I mean, what are what are the thoughts on on Ty Thompson leaving? Oh, you're right, you're right. That's something to talk about too. Ty Thompson. With the news of Dylan Gabriel, Ty Thompson has officially entered the transfer portal. I'm sad to see him go, but uh, he just wasn't the guy at Oregon. He had he had endless opportunities and chances from two years ago, last year, and this year. I mean, I think Ty Thompson last year was was not the guy and we saw that against washington when bo Nix went down with the ankle with the ankle injury mm. ted thompson had a chance to win that game you and i were both at that one last year as well oregon washington yeah. um and we saw bo Nix go down oregon was winning the game ted thompson just needed to just need to get some first downs and win the game and he wasn't able to um he looked bad and then the play that my dad and i officially called the Ty Thompson special was against Utah last season where Oregon had played a great half and then come out with the ball at the start of this third quarter and Ty Thompson comes in at quarterback even though Bo Nix was playing and they run some stupid like pitch option. Ty Thompson pitches it late and Utah took it all the way to the end zone. Um, which got Utah right back in that game. Thankfully, Oregon won, but Ty Thompson just never really looked good. Um, he never had the right play calls, I don't think, when he got in the game. And I'm sad to see him go, but I wish him the best of luck wherever he ends mm. up. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the highest-rated recruits in Oregon history, but Mario Cristobal could not develop quarterbacks. And once Lanning got here... The thing about Lanning's teams is they've been too good to experience like a developing quarterback, you know? Yeah. You see what happened with Ohio State this year. Um, but Kyle McCord wasn't even that bad. You know, I feel like if Oregon tried to – well, think about the last time Oregon developed a quarterback. 
um, and that was Justin Herbert. In 2016, we went four and eight, worst season in a long time. It's the year that Washington just whooped us. Um, now Herbert ended up being great, but those were some really low years of Oregon football. And right now, we're doing so good, and I'm very happy that we were able to bring in a strong quarterback for next season, um, even at the expense of Ty Thompson. However, Dylan Gabriel is a one-and-done next year, so the future of Oregon, as of now, lies in Austin Novosad's hands. You tell mm. me you're a big, you're a big Novosad fan, right? I'm big on Novosad. What makes you big on Novosad? Man, I I've been watching his tape, you know, when he first came here, you know. And I, I just saw it, and I was like, man, you know, I think this kid could be great. He hasn't really had a shot at all. I'm pretty sure this year was his first year, I believe. It was, yeah. And so, you know, obviously he hasn't had a shot because they're going to the shots to Ty Thompson. But I feel like next year, if, you know, we don't pull in some random, you know, kid, then I feel like Novus is going to be the second option. And I think, I think he could be great. You know, I think he'll be better than Tyler Shuck was when he was with us, you know. But, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking forward to seeing some snaps played by Novosad. So, for people who don't remember, <laughs> uh, last year's recruiting cycle, Oregon commit Dante Moore decommitted um, at the very last second and committed to UCLA. Um, and when that happened, Austin Novosad decommitted from Baylor and committed to the Ducks, where he was a freshman this season. Um, mm. Dante Moore's career did not pan out at UCLA. He was terrible. He was not developed properly. And he is now in the transfer portal. Um, would you want to see Dante Moore come to Oregon, or are you happy with Novosad? I'm happy with Novosad. I don't want to see Dante Moore play in an Oregon Ducks jersey. I think, yeah. I think decommitted from us and then going to a school like UCLA, you know, I just – I just would not be happy with him playing, you know, snaps to my backup quarterback. I, I agree with that. Dante Moore, it's a very snake move um, <laughs> that he pulled last year. And I very much enjoyed watching him not not succeed at UCLA. <laughs> uh, so I, I wonder where he ends up. Uh, he definitely made the wrong decision. If he had come to Oregon last year, we'd be – he probably would have been the guy this season if he had just learned under under the old wise Bo Nix last or this year. But Indeed. man, we got a lot to look forward to next season. College football off seasons always go by so slowly, but I can't wait. I can't wait for next year. Big Ten play. Number eight lefty Hawaiian Dylan Gabriel. Uh, looking to looking to do what Mariota did all those years ago. So, Give us some uh, nostalgia. You will. Well, that that will wrap up this episode. Uh, Warner, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a great honor to to have you. Um, Thanks for having me. As it was a great honor to attend the Civil War with you. Um, Indeed. So I appreciate it. And, yeah, have a great night.